does that look like? What needs to happen? Because we're kind of, you know, with, with rugby in, in general, it's... Yeah, it's... Long, sorry. You know, it's... Uh, I, I'm learning on the job. Because um, it's the first country I've ever worked in where there's no governance from the governing body. Um, so that connected tissue does not exist. I think what we've done wonderfully in the sea wolves um, is that We've we've gone out and worked with the right people in in our community. There's, there's tremendous work being done by people who are more important than me um, for the future of the future of the game here. Um, my job is my role is to share what I believe is best practice, best process um, um, to really connect the game in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, with a great opportunity to do that through Panarfu uh, and through Rugby Wa. And, you know, I'm really pleased to say that the Sea Wolves have uh, signed an agreement with uh, Pacific Northwest Rugby Union and uh, Rugby Wa. And now we have an opportunity to uh, get out there and support the game at community levels. I'm a big believer in. You've got to get good at something instead of scattergunning your resources and being good at nothing. So my focus has been, quite rightly, come in and get the team uh, competitive and get them knockouts. And we've still work to do there, and that's ongoing. And that's where we want to be each year. We want to be getting to the knockouts, and then you've got a chance of winning trophies. And we grow the game that way as well. We need to work at a level just below that now also. Um, in terms of identifying and growing the quality of the experience, uh, supporting coaches, um, listening to coaches, um, in terms of talent that uh, we want to bring into the game and also identify for the professional team. So it's it's twofold, and uh, I won't shy away from my responsibility as the Sea Wolves being the pinnacle of the pathway in in the Pacific Northwest um, and we have an opportunity to be part of that governance and growth of our game but we also have a parallel responsibility to support and grow the game at all levels uh, and so for me with the Sea Wolves with the group of players boys and girls underneath that and I'm I'm looking at that 18 years plus because um, we've got to manage expectation yeah. uh, and then grassroots right at the bottom introduction to the game in the right way through fundamentals linked to long-term player development and through that sure uh, the the values of rugby union and the game that i fell in love with because i i wasn't brought up with a, a rugby ball man i didn't know what a rugby ball was until i went to a, a grammar school where you had to play rugby for the first three years and I'm blessed that I did because I'm sitting here today. But yeah, if I was a high performance manager for US rugby, I'd connect the game first and foremost. Uh, I'd have a, we've got a professional teams. I'd build the relationship with the MLR teams and reward accordingly for indigenous talent playing within the MLR sides. Uh, have a strong academy. Uh, department 
linked to each team. So you have an A team or a B team, if you mm -hmm. wish. And at grassroots level, I'd be investing in my teachers and coaches of the future. Because we send our kids to school, the A grade kid's gonna get that A in spite of the teacher. But what about the child that's not as gifted? What inspired you to love mathematics or English or history or computers? Sometimes it's the, the coach or the teacher. And you know, when my, my own children went to sport, when my son went to rugby union, I wanted to hear at the end of his practice that he couldn't wait to go back the next week because of his experiences and that he loved the game and that he had fun in those early years. And that's why you want to go back. That's what you want as a parent. And that's what you want as an individual playing rugby union. So like Division One, Division Two kind of concept? Yeah, I, I, but I, I'm even telling the earlier years, um, you know, the youth in general. You have elemental, our elementary teachers, coaches need to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our high middle school and our high school and our university college coaches need to be the best. What I what you coach at the Sea Worlds isn't appropriate in elementary school. Yeah, right. So we've got to have an understanding of the competency and the capacity of the individuals we're working with and the elements of the game that are going to make them feel successful and love the game. Yeah. And and over time we're introducing the game but throughout there's a, a journey of fun to teaching to competing to my world where it's about winning it can't all be about winning in the early years and we i uh, a, a wider version uh, of me usa rugby they have a responsibility to grow the game here and you do that through good coaching europe you know, I hear you banging the drum about that all the time. How do we support coaches? Well, there has to be a specific program uh, as opposed to just relying on World Rugby. Ireland have invested heavily in coach education. And as a result of that, the product's good. There's only, there's only 6 million population in Ireland. Like, they shouldn't be number one in the world. Blows your mind, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they, they shouldn't be. They, now, there are, there are some aspects of Ireland that are a real plus and where players come from but the the demographic of people that actually play rugby in, in Ireland is unbelievably small and it's a population of six million. Yeah. I was looking at something uh, we saw that the other day. Right? Yeah, that's exactly that's where I was going. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Elaborate please. Yeah so so there's I think it was actually Kitsap Rugby that, that posted this and it was a breakdown of all the uh, all the nations that are in the rugby world cup right now and the population uh, that that participates in or registered rugby players or something. Yeah, that their that's participation of population. Yeah. yeah, and Fiji was at the top of this yeah. ten point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think Ireland was down. Um, I, I don't quite it remember. It was single digits. It was single. Sure. It was like yeah. one or two percent. Yeah, yeah. I think America was like point zero three. Point zero three. Yeah. So, so it was like three hundred. But I mean, that's how it was kind of expected. But yeah. what blows my mind with you elaborating on what six million in Ireland is uh, like New Zealand, I think it's 4 million, both islands. Western Washington, I want to say is between 6 and 8 million. Like, if we could just get Americans into the game at the level that the other 119 
countries are at. Yeah. Because it's saying that at the beginning of the year. It's so funny. Like that's the one thing I hear from everybody. Like when I when I try to talk to people about rugby, and they're football fans. They're like, "Oh, but I tell them, hey, you, you like you like you like the the collisions. You like." The pace of the game. I said, if you like collision and you want a faster pace of the game, and you know you sportsmanship. Yeah, sportsmanship. I said, this is. I mean, you like that. Oh, they don't. One thing football people. Oh well, if you look at the hits, the football <laughs> football football players hit harder because they have a running start. I go come to a rugby game and you, and you tell me that those people hit hard. You can hear. I had a, I had one of my buddies that had never been to a rugby game. Gave him tickets. He said, man, you can hear the thud. Of the collisions down close, I go, my point, right. dude. They're not even with their head. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That, that to me, that's a huge deal because you know, uh, playing football, majority of my childhood, it, it, you were taught to lead with your head, and it was just so. I mean, I, I thought twice about it when I was a kid in general, and then you know, now I'm getting to the age where my buddies that it went to the next levels, it's affecting them, and it's affecting them in such a negative way that. You know, we're all seeing we're seeing the repercussion of it all. Like, yeah. You know, and then you're like, well, I'm not a woodpecker. I'm not a ram, mm-hmm. so I don't have that membrane going around my brain to keep it in place. I like you would, you watch. So it's a terrible. Yeah, like terrible you watch NFL player. football. You watch NFL football, and you watch the players get hit, and you're like, oh, it's a big hit. But then you watch a player like Sam Luke. You watch his highlight films, man. You watch his highlight films yeah. and watch him run through and tackle people. And it's like, tell me that football players hit harder, dude. And and he's hitting. And he's hitting with a direct purpose and not hurting that other person, but just putting them down. Versus a lot of these big hits in, in, in the NFL, they're not legal hits. I um to, to bring that that part of the, the evening to a close in the run growth of the game. If you if you look at those other countries, they put a lot of time into their under twenties because you know. You're getting to that age of maturation where you've developed, and so physically we know what you look like. You probably know what um, vocation you want to follow in life. We know if you've uh, got the skill sets and the competency to be a, a professional rugby player with more accuracy. We don't always get it right. There's always a percentage of error. Um, yeah, but like those countries that are at the top of the tree now invested in their under twenties. And they work in four-year cycles. It's always about World Cup cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was performance manager for the IRFU, Irish Rugby Football Union. Um, we introduced this concept of it's not just about the Six Nations. So we didn't work in one-year cycles. We worked in four-year cycles. In fact, people like Johnny Sexton were identified nine years out from a World Cup because they're in the system. Those are your 17 and 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. Think about it, 20, 2031 is eight years away. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're 18 years of age, you're still only going to be 26 then. Mm-hmm. The 20 year old playing today, the 30, uh, the 22 year old, the 24 year old, even the 26 year old, you know, older, Prime, man. those are the players that we really need to focus in on. And you know, what what's going to attract People to play rugby union. Yeah, uh, they, I love the American psyche. Successful teams. Yeah, win things, compete, make it an experience, make it a, something that you're proud of. Because yeah. the American people recognize effort and they recognize talent, and they don't judge everything on winning and losing. I think there's a lot of honor 
um, amongst the people of America, and that's that's an aspect of MLR that I I really enjoy. Um, we 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 compete hard on the field, but there's huge respect for one another off the field and honour within that respect. The USA Eagles they're they're transitioning, uh, and you can see that they're really trying to grow their game. Uh, it's a it's a complex dynamic game. It's going to take time for that to um, be the best it can possibly be. But underneath that, we're going to be working with an under twenty threes uh, and under twenties, and yeah. our under twenties going to not tier two tournaments, but going to the tier one tournament in the US and competing against the tier one tier one nations. So those players experience what the top feels like, what excellence feels like. And then they become successful at playing against them. Fiji beat Australia for the first time in fifty nine years, and, yeah. and and they they they, yeah. they did it deserving. They they earned the right to beat them, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't. It took fifty nine years. Yeah. Can we yeah, shorten yes. that journey? Right. Uh, and, yeah, in regards to in regards to resources and program, because yeah. it's not all about money. It's about your people first and foremost, then how you do your business, your processes, and 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 the program that you deliver and follow and execute to get that performance on the field. In great American rugby tradition, uh, you must give thanks and gratitude to someone who helped you uh, along your rugby journey. Who would that be? Oh, who helped me? And we all, all four of us have it. Yeah, yes. We all do. That's yeah. the rule. Yeah, great. Yep. We kind of adopted nice. this rule from another gym. Yeah, my buddy's podcast. Uh, we yeah. really liked it. Like, Shout out to Lance. Yeah, my buddy yeah, Lance. Shout out to Lance. He does the Great American Rugby podcast from down in Florida. So, and I to my parents because they they put um, they sacrificed a lot for me and uh, they bought me my boots when they probably didn't have the money to buy me my boots. Um, so things like that. Um, um, I think uh, a hell of a lot of my mother and my father. So uh, they're good people. So I'll see you in December. Um, I, and then coaches from my first introduction to the game um, and the values that I had in the game. Um, but there's an old man by the name of Tony Castle who's dead and buried. And I was in Northampton and I played our schools and ours under 20s. And it's through those amateur days, not one of the great coaches that I've had. And there have been many people who've influenced me and still mentor me as a, as a coach. Uh, but I I was one of those youngsters who came up through the ranks when we didn't have um, the same professional approach as you have today. So it was more natural talent. Uh, played from a school, you know, first fifteen for three years. I played our schools, our nineteens, our twenties. Picked up an injury, went to university. You know, started to hit the social life and meet girls. Uh-huh. Even went back and played soccer. Wendy ball as they say in Wales um, <laughs> but um, there's an old boy at a bar by the name of Tony Castle and he said to me you're on Clark you're wasting your talent and he put a he put a knife through my heart and uh, he's the reason why I got back into the game because I had probably just drifted along and within a year I was playing for Northampton Saints nice. and wow. a year later I was playing for Ireland yeah. so Sometimes, you know, it, it can be a straight line uh, in terms of your progression and your the steps that you take. And other times, it just needs uh, someone to prompt you and, you know, pull a hard string. Uh, so 
thanks to Tony Castle, God rest his soul, in Northampton, we were in the Swan Helmet, and I was probably having a pint of Guinness or three, uh, <laughs> and uh, he was definitely having a pint, a pint of ale, but uh, big old man, and got me back into the game, and big, big reason why I'm here today. Noted, that's really cool. How about you, Levon? Since it is uh, time of the Rugby World Cup, um, I, I would say my uh, my friend, uh, my mate John, um, him and I would get up uh, early, like 6.30 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. to watch Ireland play. And about 20, the 2019, 2015, 2015, or 2019, 20, when was that? 20, 2011 uh, World Cup and the 2015 World Cup, we'd mm-hmm. get up together. And, and back then there wasn't, you know, there was a peacock, there wasn't, um, you know, NBC Sports or anything like that. There was just illegal streams. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And we we get up and we'd have it have some pints and um, get our morning started right and watch Ireland play and fantastic. Oh yeah, you brother. Uh, I mean, my mom and my grandma were always coming out my rugby my rugby matches uh, when I played in high school and always supporting me and my wife were supporting me doing this stuff and yeah. and supporting my friend Rocky. And what he does, um, and he's good. Yeah, yeah. He's, and uh, he's, I mean, he's a nice the, guy the biggest, yeah. the biggest one of the biggest. Where is he? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I tried to get yes. him to come, but he wouldn't come. See him? He's normally jumping <laughs> out or something. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's crawling under and stuff, kind of popping up. My biggest, my biggest one would be my high school coach, uh, Mark Bullock. I mean, he is the Glendale Raptors. Uh, I would say mine uh, would be my wife, hands down. Mm-hmm. My wife lets me pretty much do whatever I want with. She's like, as long as it's about rugby, I know that you have these plans and goals and, and, and you know things that you want to achieve within it. In She's America. awesome. She she is a blessing. So uh, I, I give all the thanks to her. Yeah, it's great. You listen to all four of us. There are a number of different experiences that get get you to where you are today. Oh, yeah. and it's how you respond to those? Yeah, it takes a try for sure. Yeah, it does.